Welcome to Meaning Over Money, a different kind of financial podcast where money is never about money. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to have you here. We hope you're having an awesome week. And regardless of when you're listening to this, we hope it adds value to your journey. And if it does add value, it would mean the world to us if you would share with a friend or to rate and review our show. It makes a big difference. Last week, I had the privilege of speaking to a group of business leaders and entrepreneurs, and we were talking about the topic of success and really asking the question, what is success? And the the theme of my talk was really that I believe that we are measuring success with the wrong metrics. We live in a culture that says success is defined by more sales, more customers, more profit, and that's how we measure ourselves. We measure ourselves based on, well, money. A business is only as good as profitable it is and as much as it can grow. And I see this a lot with my clients. I see this a lot with with businesses that I, I work with and people that either run businesses or they view their own careers through that lens. But this idea that the bottom line is the driver of success. This is the determiner of success. And I, I, I wanted to attack that idea head on. And I did that by talking about a couple clients of mine. And I used one particular client as an example. And this is a client of mine that I perceived as extremely successful, but they didn't perceive themselves as successful. And the very first time we met, we were having this conversation, and I asked her a very simple but a very profound question. And the question was this, what do you really want? What do you really want? And this question changed everything for her. And as we unpacked, what does she really want? It was funny because money didn't really come up. There was a part there where she wanted to make enough to pay for, pay for her family's expenses. But what she really wanted didn't have anything to do with money. But this whole time, she measures herself based on the money. And for her, we had to redefine what is success? What does it mean to be successful? And here was the irony for her and the irony for a lot of people that I work with. When you stop dwelling on the money, you stop focusing on how do I get more sales? How do I get more customers? How do I improve my margins? When you do something a little bit different, let's just call it you do the right thing for the right reasons. You pursue the really important things. The money seems to follow. And this was her example. She stopped dwelling on the financial metrics and instead started focusing on serving her clients well, really empowering and encouraging her team, trying to find balance in her own work and life situation. She focused on all the things that really mattered to her, and all of a sudden, 
the financial pieces started to come into place. The things that she was dwelling on before actually happened when she stopped focusing on them and rather started focusing on what was truly important for her. And this is the part where I ask the audience, what's important to you? No, what's really important to you? What do you really want? And this question applies to you as you're listening to this. What do you really want? And, as, and hopefully as I was talking, something popped into your head or some things popped into your head. But as you're thinking about your own situation, I want to I talk about the money piece a little bit. I want to give you a little food for thought. This idea that money will make you happy is probably as old as, as humans have been around. This idea that if you have more, you will be happier. Because if having something makes you happy, then having more of that something will make you even happier than, than that. But that's the problem with more. Every, every time that you have more, more is still, well, more. And we jump on the hamster wheel. And I talk to the audience about the behavioral science of money and happiness to ask the question, does money make us happy? And money makes us very, very, very happy. Dramatic pause. Until our needs are met. And that makes sense. If you don't have running water, if you don't have heat, if you can't feed your family, your well-being is severely impaired. So more money will make you significantly happier in theory because it means you're not hungry and you're, you're warm and you have running water to clean yourself. Basic stuff. But it's get inter it gets interesting here. When, once your needs are met, plus a little bit more, they found that money doesn't make you much happier. Let's just say it's a steep line as your needs are being met, and once your needs have been met, that line kind of tapers off. But this is the problem. The pursuit of just having our needs met, let's just say you're you know, a broke college kid or you're just starting your career and you're trying to get things pieced together and you're living in a dump and you don't have a lot of money and you're just trying to work your way up. What you experience is that more money will make you happier. That's an experience that a lot of us can relate to. I can. But this is the problem, though. When, when that happens, psychologically, we, we think to ourselves, if this, more, this much more made me happy, then that line will continue in perpetuity. But that's not how it works. So we trick ourselves. And off to the races we go. And I also talked about the idea of the hedonic treadmill. And I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I have no idea where, probably multiple times. But this idea that anytime something good or bad happens to us, it becomes our new normal. If something really good happens to us, we're really happy. But as a little bit of time passes, our happiness goes back down to where it started. And if something really bad happens to us, our happiness goes way down for a bit, and then eventually it rises back up to where it started. 
That's the hedonic treadmill. And that's the same concept of when we get a promotion, we're really excited until we're not. We get that new car and we're really excited until it's just a car. And we get our dream home and we're really excited. And then it's just a home and then we have a new dream home. The hedonic treadmill spirals on us. And I have, I've worked with people too that have had tremendous financial success. But if they're really honest, that's not what they were really looking for. That's not what they really wanted. It's what happened. And so there's this reckoning where we have to look at it and say, okay, what do we really want? Because it's probably not money. We may think it is for a while, but there's more. There's a catch to all of this. And this is a piece that we talked about in this, this talk last week. Nothing is free. If you wrote a list down of what do you really want, nothing on that list is free. There's a cost. If your goal is to serve more people, it means the people that you currently serve are probably going to get less of your attention. If your goal is to scale up your business, let's use that as an example, and you're going to invest your profits today to build for the future, it means you don't have as much money today. If your goal is to create more balance in life and spend more time with family, you may have less income. There's a cost to that. There's a cost to everything that we do. We just have to choose what do we really want? What's, what's success mean to us? And I shared this story in my talk, the story about this other person who achieved a lot very quickly in their career. They knew exactly what they wanted to do. They did it, and they ended up making way more money than they ever could have imagined. They had a nice house. They had financial security. They could travel anywhere they wanted, and they could buy pretty much anything they wanted. But yet... Something was missing. They got exactly what they wanted. And yet at the same time, it still felt empty. That was me. I was that person. I had an amazing career that paid really well. By all accounts, it was a great career. And by all accounts, it was the definition of success. If you were to ask most people, but as I ask myself, what do I really want? That wasn't it. And it doesn't mean I was ungrateful. It doesn't mean I, I looked down on it. I didn't. But there was something different for me that checked the box of success. And we left, we, I left my job at age 38. My family took a 90% pay cut. My wife was at home with the kids. My kids were three years old. And we had to make a lot of sacrifices. We significantly changed our lifestyle because we believed in this mission. And here's what I really wanted. I'm going to share this with you. Here's what I really wanted. I wanted to wake up every day excited for, for what I was about to do. I wanted to make a profound impact on people's lives using whatever gifts and passions that I'm blessed with. I wanted to financially earn the right this month 
to serve my clients again next month. So money does play a role. I needed to earn the ability to continue doing what I'm doing. I wanted to be more present with my wife and kids. I wanted to have more flexibility and mobility to serve some of the international organizations that I get to help run. I wanted to model to my two little boys what it looks like to aggressively pursue work that matters. I wanted them to see it. Not even when it's hard, but because it's hard. I wanted them to see that. That was my definition of success. Now, you might see my, those checkboxes for me and say, that's stupid. And that's okay, because those are mine. And then you get to have yours. But that's the important part. You need to figure out what yours are. And I suspect it's not all financial. I suspect whether you're a business, business owner or you have a nine to five or you do something different, I suspect financial is not what you're really seeking. And my challenge for you is to think about it and to ask yourself, what do you really want? And then once you know what that is, pursue that with reckless abandon. That's my challenge to you. And can I just be honest? It's easier said than done. It is much easier said than done. So back to the science of happiness piece. If money doesn't make us happy, what does? Well, there's three things they found that actually do drive happiness significantly. Number one, genuine relationships. And these are in no particular order. Number two, generosity. When we are generous with others, with our resources, with our time, we become happier. And number three, work that matters. Work that matters. So whatever you do between the time that you wake up in the morning and you put your head on your pillow at night, I hope that matters to you. I hope it gives you a deep sense of meaning and that you live into that each day. That's what I hope for you. And that's what I hope for the people that I was speaking to last week. So I'm going to leave you with the same three promises that I left them with. If you decide to pursue a different definition of success in your work and in your life, here are my three promises. Promise number one, it is simple. When you say, this is what I really want, and then you pursue that, that's simple. But number two, it's really hard. Taking the road less traveled and pursuing something different can be really hard. There is a real cost to it. And I don't even want to gloss over that. The cost can be real and it can be significant. It's very hard. But number three, it is worth it more than you can ever know. The last four years of my life have been four of the hardest years of my life and four of the best. I'm never going to pretend it's easy because it's not. So my wish for you is to find success. And not the world's definition of success, but something better. You're better. That's all I have for today. If you'd like to reach us outside of the podcast, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on our, our YouTube, our TikTok, our Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. My daily blog, the link is in the show notes. We have Instagram, uh, me, Travis Shelton on Instagram, and of course, our website, 
meaningover.money, where you can find our resources and our online courses. And for some of you, that may be a good next step. And if not, that's okay. We're just glad that you're here. And we hope this podcast continues to add value to your journey. Take care, guys.